Plot Studios, the final resting place for the corpse of George Washington Carver, proudly presents... Tom Hanks Giving, right here every Tuesday. Tom Hanks Giving, come on and press play. There's Elvis, the host with the most, yada 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 yada. With a different guest each week, they're the smart ones. Each episode's a new movie, about Tom Hanks, the man himself, of course. It's time for Tom Hanks Giving. It's the best you can get. It's the rootinest tootinest podcast on the internet. Tom Hanks Giving. Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanks Giving, the only podcast where violins are preferred to violence. If you can't tell from uh, the terrible puns or the episode title, this week we're doing something very different. We're talking about an episode of Tales from the Crypt, the 1989 to 1996 uh, HBO-started horror anthology series with an amazing Muppet at the center of it, kind of hosting the show. Um... And uh, we're talking specifically about an episode today uh, that was uh, 1992's Season 4, Episode 1, None But the Lonely Hearts, which, of course, stars our boy, Tom Hanks, and was his directorial debut. So, uh, a lot of exciting things to talk about on the show, but before we've gone too long, let's introduce our two special guests this week. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm Jenny Lorenzo. I'm George Kaplan. And so Jenny and George, thanks for being on the show. Thanks Thank for you. having us, man. This has been quite the experience. Great to be here. Yeah, uh, we just we literally just watched this uh, episode, and if you haven't seen it, you can go and watch the entire thing on YouTube right now. Just type uh, type in uh, "Tales from the Crypt." Uh, it probably it's one of the first things that shows up. It's uh, the episode title again is "None But the Lonely Hearts," and uh, it's like a 27 minute. Easy breezy uh, little horror film. Yeah, fun mm-hmm. schmaltzy. George, you kind of jumped on last minute here, so you had no I idea did. what was coming. But Jenny, <laughs> why did you choose a Tales from the Crypt episode? I mean, I grew up watching Tales from the Crypt, and now I'm wondering how the hell I watched it, considering it was <laughs> HBO. Um, I think so I'm really I think curious as to how it must have played uh, on reruns on the Sci-Fi Channel because that's how I would have seen it somewhere, dude. I mean, again, like I, I mean, I, I feel like uh, well, you and I are close in age. So we were born and raised in the 90s. Well, I was born in the late 80s, but uh, 90s kids nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, and we were like We're both almost that. as old. You're just okay. trying to say we're, we're both just, almost as yes, old as the yes, Crypt yes. Keepers. Yes, <laughs> I, I need to get better at like, speaking in uh, concise terms. But basically, 90s kids were raised in a very tough manner according to television and film. There was like Looney Tunes getting smashed in the head and dying horrible deaths repeatedly. Television was very hard Television, on us. yeah. There I was mean... um, Nickelodeon's uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? They would never play that today. And then... I mean, Crypt my keeper. favorite childhood show was uh, Law and Order SVU, so that's <laughs> my... No <laughs> Hank's connection, as far as I can tell. Uh. So we're not talking about that today. But, uh, George, you said you said this is the first... You've only seen bits, bits and pieces before. Yeah, right? yeah. As a kid, I never really watched, like, a full episode. I was a scaredy cat as a kid, so to, to have to, wa- to watch Tales from the Crypt would be, like, me as an adult intentionally going to, like, watch it specifically. <laughs> So this is my first time that I've seen it. That I makes just sense. found it amusing. He sounds like Skeletor a bit. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Dang. It's almost like a weird, violent Tom Kenny in the, in the <laughs> yes. background. I, I love it. Uh, yeah, I remember the thing, of course, the thing I remember most about Tales from the Crypt 
uh, as a child was watching the introduction all the way up until the Crypt Keeper came on, <laughs> terrified me, and then I would turn <laughs> off the TV and not watch the episode. <laughs> but I was addicted to that opening. Uh, and in fact, I once won a trivia contest where we were guessing TV theme songs, and that was the uh, the championship point. Wow. The um, opening was like better than any episode I've seen of MTV Cribs. That was my yeah. It was a, it was a nice uh, little tour there. It kind of has like the same uh, build as the Haunted Mansion in Disney. And it's very a spiral staircase. It takes its damn time. I like yeah. Down there. <laughs> that was crazy. We were watching this thing, and the whole opening sequence takes at least what a minute and a half. Dude, yeah. There's not even any credits going on. Yeah, because there's credits in the actual. Because <laughs> every episode it opens with an opening, and then the Crypt Keeper is like the host character like Elvira or something like that and he's like and today we're introducing this episode and then that episode because it's directed and has its own cast that's when the opening credits come so it's like this crazy this would never play on in in the internet you think a minute and a half is not that long but it's a lot of time for someone to not be speaking don't get (laughs) me wrong though I love the minute and a half me too. Cool. It was I'm great. feeling terrible for the handy cam, like the the steady cam. The steady cam like, operator, yeah. and, the, and the guy trailing behind him. Yes, just yeah. following him the whole way downstairs. Yeah. Well, the good news is that you can clearly see a lot of mat cuts, like as they go through doors. We're clearly entering yeah. sure. a They're new like, set. Mm. It's not continuous. Um, it just makes me like when I see something like that. I just think, what the hell is this dude doing with this giant ass fucking mansion? He's just in his coffin. You know, like, what does he do when we're not, when he's not He's not filming? enjoying the furniture, though. I just sure. want to know. <laughs> I'd like to know what he's, what he's doing with his time in such a big place. From what I remember, he never leaves, like, his basement laboratory setup, which I guess has enough uh, scenery changes to set up. Like, yeah. obviously, he play, it's, he's in a diner in this. Uh, I would like to see opening. him in his kitchen. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm sure yeah. he's cooked, actually. I, I recall distinctly seeing the Crypt Keeper with a chef hat. Right? Yes, I do, too. So I know he cooks. Okay. I don't know if we've seen, That's like, good. a kitchen. But he gets around. He takes advantage it's of his... He has hobbies. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen us go... The, the one thing, is, having seen this intro so many times, is we never go up the stairs. And it's like, oh, the, the, uh, the basement's going to be scarier, of course. Mm-hmm. But I kind of don't know what's upstairs. What about the attic? Who's in the attic? I don't know. Is there another, like, scary show? Is that where Elvira sits? Or who, who's another, like, <laughs> weird, creepy Muppet host? So Gonzo? <laughs> Gonzo's, yeah. Dead <laughs> dead Gonzo. Or maybe uh, Uncle Uncle Deadly's up there. Oh, my God. They'd probably go to play Canasta together, at least. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Before we dive into the, the actual episode proper, mm-hmm. a few more things. What do you guys think of the Crypt Keeper? He's a swell dude, man. Yeah, he's pretty swell. I, I respect the fact that he keeps any shred of his hair left. Yeah. He doesn't, you know. He's not doing the, the new age. No. Gotta, gotta he go just clean. Keeps it there. He knows who he is. Yes. I will say that. And he's not apologizing for it. No. I love the practical effects of it. Just the, the crazy, it's ridiculous lightning bolt flashes, but it oh looks so cool and cheesy. And uh, his, uh, the, the puppet for the Crypt Keeper looks great. He does, for, for the fact that it was, you know, done in the 90s. Yeah, like, they spent a lot of money on that intro and him specifically. And you can tell when you watch the actual episode. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of the 90s, though. Like, they had dinosaurs. Like, they, you know, they really took their, their time with their puppets. So yeah, yeah. And their animatronics and their effects. And even their intros. The 90s was all about those freaking intros, man. I love the intros. Now it's like there's no such thing. You people, get People want to jump just, right yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, two seconds. Uh, a word and like two notes of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lost. And then you're and that's in it. it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I missed the I missed the good old theme song, the the introduction, but uh, uh, I did not remember. Like, I, everybody knows the Crypt Keeper for being like the master of puns, but Jesus Christ, you forget. he. I we were almost drowning like <laughs> all that last in. one was so good too. The last one was great. Oh, because it just showed what much you know he's a freaking perv. Oh yeah, I mean it's no surprise that the crypt keeper. I mean he's he's he lives alone, <laughs> and uh, of course he's a total perv. When's, like, the la- when's the last time you think he got laid? Oh I don't know. I mean it seemed like he had another lady there. He had some guests there, but they were pretty dead. They yeah. were dead. I, I mean, I guess that makes him more of a necrophiliac, probably. Mm. Yeah. I, I am sure he gets he gets. If there's anyone out. who could take advantage of that, um, but then that raises the question: Can a dead person consent? Oh my god! <laughs> Before we get into that, let's dive into our <laughs> proper episode: uh, None but the Hard Lonely Hearts, uh, which is exciting because it's uh, not only is Tom Hanks in it for some glorious uh, supporting cast, uh, but he directed this movie and uh, or this the short. And another notable thing about it is this short was used uh, along with three episodes of that and made up a TV movie called The Vault of Horror. Uh, a so horror or horror? Horror. Oh. Uh, so it's like a part of a compilation movie, too. So oh, this is okay, interesting because wow. it's like halfway between TV Hanks and movie Hanks, kind of just because of that. Interesting. So this is new territory on the podcast. Oh, my God. But uh, why, why don't you guys sum up what happens in None But The Lonely Heart? <sighs> Well, we open up to, like, the most <clears throat> schmaltzy musical intro, leading to a very romantic dinner at a long uh, table. Well, this isn't a play-by-play. This is a- Actually, the opening shot where we go and see her grotesque lips. Oh, my God, in the mirrors. Yeah. All of the mirrors. Such a great shot. And, yes. like, a, like, you can tell, oh, here's some interesting direction, like, already from this guy. Yeah. Uh, why do you think... Tom Hanks has some visuals up his sleeve. Yeah. What, what, why the... <clears throat> just a, yeah, this the lip smacking that was done to an excess. Well, it, we, it was obviously we were all off put by it. Yes. Yeah. And I think well it, that was intentional and having seen the whole thing now, I think it's just kind of calling ahead for she's going to tear him apart. It kind of is Oh a yeah, it's like foreboding. Yeah. Yeah. tasting him. Yeah. That's, because yeah. it's really abstracting her. At first I'm like is this just a monstrous like woman? So I mean it may be the quality of the video that we saw but it's like is this a monstrous woman sitting at the table? I wouldn't know if it was going to be just a straight up, you know, nice old woman that just is lonely. But yeah, but definitely <laughs> the the kind of segmentation of just focusing on just her mouth yeah. and that mm-hmm. sound. It definitely puts you in this like ugh, we're, we're repelled by her instantly. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting cuz then we're immediately in kind of uh, Howard's shoes, and he's a bastard. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so sorry, not to derail you, but uh, what else happens in the movie? So, well, I mean, dude loves watching uh, VHS tapes filled with dating videos. These poor old women that are looking for a companion. He's essentially a, um, a gold digger. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely money hungry. Doesn't know how to handle his money though. No, very bad at it. Uh, so that's why he keeps dating old <clears throat> chicks and killing them. Yeah, finding them on VHS Tinder. And, uh, yeah, the Tinder of the 90s. Which is where we meet Tom Hanks. He's the runner of this uh, video dating service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this office, this branch. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we begin the first scene. He offs this old lady. Um, immediately calls 911. Yeah, puts and, on a hell of an act. And then we see... Funeral, his business partner's like, you gotta stop doing this, even though I guess this is how we're making our monies now. (laughs) At first, it almost seemed like they were a couple, the way that they were relating to each other. That probably would have been a more interesting choice. I might be, but yeah. (laughs) We need to get away together. It seemed like we (laughs) had a place to get away. 
there was very little in the in in the way of motivation beyond money. Yeah. Uh, they just wanted to be able to live off of their uh, old lady earnings. Yeah, and I guess this guy. Um, well, anyway, so he finds another. He's like, "Oh no, we're they're gonna court martial them or something." Like they found out that something fishy's going on with this money, which is how uh-huh. how could they have not have at this point? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. So they're worried they're going to pull the court. His business partner, Morty, is like, let's leave town. But it's like, we don't have any money. The five million is now gone or something? I, yeah. That didn't make the any five sense ma- to me. I know that they had they had like two million dollars, which he said was not enough, you know, to take yeah, care of them for the rest of their it's lives. very but little the, money. There was yeah. five million dollars I had just received that was, you know... That was like sketchy money. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. so and then he's like, "Let me do one more. Let me just go back for one I more." Mean, lady. I, I, it's almost to the point that I almost think he enjoyed it. Oh, you know he did, and then yes. So anyway, he goes with one more lady, uh, or he, 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 he well, I actually really like the scene where he's just fast forwarding through the videotape. It's a nice, quick way to demonstrate exactly what he's looking for. How ruthless his, he his is. type. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he stops on the one old lady. He's like, nah, this one, she's got nothing for me. Yeah. I like that a little bit. And then he finds, um, Francis Effie, played by Francis Stern Hagen, who, uh, is most famous for playing Ma Clavin from Cheers. <laughs> yeah. was, there's so many people in this movie. We did, uh, I, I didn't recognize, uh, Treat Williams, uh, is the name of the guy who plays Howard Prince. The main mm. character, mm. and he's been in a lot of stuff, uh, including Empire, *The Empire Strikes Back*, um, just as like an uncredited stormtrooper or something. Oh, oh well, yeah. But uh, he's been in a lot of stuff, and just uh, he never—I've never, I've never he had noticed quite the him. Role in this. But yeah, and uh, so he, he goes after he lusts after Ma Clavin, finds her. She's rich. She's lonely. Her butler is uh, Henry Gibson, the villain in *The Burbs*, another Tom Hanks picture. <laughs> And uh, plays a Nazi in Blues Brothers. That guy's great. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, And then filling out the cast is Sugar Ray Leonard in his acting debut as the (laughs) Gravedigger. And he doesn't really get much to do. Not really. He had some emotional kind of... Did he? Something. He had a moment. He had a crazy death, though, on repeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which of those we'll, sick edits. We'll get into the, the specifics of the death. So anyway, <laughs> he, he uh, our boy Treat Williams, Howard Prince, goes after Ma Clavin and her money. Uh, they they get a whirlwind romance. He pulls the same scheme. It starts to go. Yeah, but his scheme was pretty interesting. Yeah, and then but he but the the interesting thing is he starts getting blackmailed. So he's going to tie up all the loose ends. He goes to kill his business partner Morty. He goes to kill Tom Hanks. And through through very interesting on a, on a methods, the whole thing takes a turn when he ends up like all of the ladies are dead, and then he goes to the graveyard, and then the gravedigger is like, they still want you. And then there's zombies. Yes. Yeah, there's zombies, and they—I don't—they, I think they raped. They were him talking to, death. to Sugar Ray Leonard before this, and they're just telling him when is he going to come back or something. Yeah. Like, I really, I, I really think that that's the key scene that I wanted to see. I think that's what was missing. That that one I, scene. Like, I them always want to see like, yeah, like the conversations before the big interaction. Like they want to talk to you. They want to talk to you. It's just like. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, and so our, our weird gold digging murderer. Gets his comeuppance when uh, all he gets an, an orgy of death from yeah. his four to five zombie 
Old Lady Bride. That's very a way, romantic. That's a way to die, though. That's a quite... That really... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that last shot where his, their hand goes over his hand. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit more sexual to me than, than you know, zombie-ass coming to eat your brain. It was a very sexual thing, and mm-hmm. I think from the very beginning with that weird... Uh, oh, yeah, with snapping mouth. Hell yeah. Yeah, this movie, or, or, like, as much as you can get away with it, a weird... Well, it was HBO... Yeah, uh, horror. It's very sexual. And uh, what do you make of the whole thing where Howard says he doesn't work like that? Is that all bullshit, or is there any truth to that? Well, that lady seemed Effie seemed pretty damn happy the the morning after they had a nice little. They definitely got some. Yeah. Yeah. Which implies that it totally works. But said, I'm just glad that someone took advantage of that, though. It's just like you're getting all this, like, man, and you haven't seen it in a while. Like, Don't yeah. you think that would have raised red flags, though? That, that was his key trick into making her believe his story. That, look, I only want companionship because a young, hot man like me can't get a woman my age because I can't bang him. So then, that very night, they fall in love. Super believable. And then they have sex, and then apparently his dick works. Now, forgive my French here, but <laughs> no offense to the French. But there's two problems with this. A, the fact that he got a boner. You know, I missed out on his with. impotence. I didn't know that that was... You d- That's you, what I... Oh. How did you miss that? I don't know. What, what, did like you have a different seller. interpretation then I for just, why he couldn't be with younger women? No, I just thought he there was just a quality in older women that he was just seeking. You know, I just missed the exact wording. Well, it makes sense for the old lady to be that thirsty because she mm. said that her husband, her late husband, also had that same problem. Uh-huh. Apparently when they met. So that makes me like, did she marry him for his money? What the, how's this been working? Yeah. yeah, and then he said he was well-to-do, so it's like it could be interpreted. It's like, oh, yeah, I want that money. I mean, I would have raised red flags. Now, here's what struck me as so odd about this, uh, when when I was watching this. I want to see if you guys had the same reaction. When we were watching this, uh, the falling in love stuff happens so quickly. Like you said, it happens in a single Mm -hmm. night. It happens before they have dinner. We were under the impression Um, that it was over that that building of the puzzle, but it turns out it wasn't... Because that was her husband that finished it. It was a great, like, motif. It's just like, oh, it's, like, very, like, cost... No, no, not... What am I thinking of? Uh, Thinking of... um, you keep going on this. Um. <laughs> Thinking of Banjo Kazooie, they do a lot of puzzles in that. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it it would have been a great visual, another visual, but it didn't. It seemed like the visual storytelling there was like, oh, they've been they spent time together, maybe days together at this point. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Building this puzzle, but yeah. then they undercut it by no, it it's it was the just, same it's day, same outfits. There. I mean, it's the same outfits. Yeah, and I think they actually say that her husband never finished the puzzle, so and she just left it there. Yeah, which yeah. is just, like, such a throwaway. Yeah, when you could have done some really interesting... But I guess they got to move the story along. And I wanted it. to see a fun montage of them having like a picnic if, if in the park had, and yeah. making yeah. love in their jacuzzi. But it would have been taken care of by that puzzle, right? It's like they made that puzzle <laughs> together and then they got to know each other. And like but yeah, I don't think you needed the montage. You just needed to, to imply that they had spent that much time. And you had that with the puzzle. Yeah, yeah but it was really it smart away. direction. And then this, the writing actually undercut then it. What so. do, what do you, what's mm-hmm. happening then in terms of, well, you know, who directed it. Exactly, so, yeah. He actually... Sir Tom Hanks. Using what he's got and uh, doesn't doesn't quite fall together with the actual story on the page. But uh, what was so interesting about that is because it happens so quickly and she's so, like... Uh, she's, she's very proactive in pushing this relationship even though she states up front in the video that she's very overcautious. She knows exactly what his game is. Yeah. And 
I don't know if it's because of the day and age we're in where subversion is kind of the popular thing. I expected her, like I called out, I think she's playing him. And mm-hmm. Because yeah. these movies, like it's a Twilight Zone-esque show, yeah. it always has this this other twist to it. So I was expecting the other twist that she was a murderer mm-hmm. and was going to get him back. Or, or like he was going to fall to her hand. But that, she really was that naive. Yeah, I was expecting it, but that But it almost too. happened, though, because we all thought she died via the poison, the poisoned red wine. And then she gets it back up again and tries to kill him, and I was like, fuck yeah, and I thought she was going to have a weapon or, like, pull his heart out or some crazy shit, and then he just threw it on the stairs. And yeah. then, so I was kind of like, oh. They made out this butler, too. They had all these shots where he's, like, watching him, and I really thought he would have been more of a threat. The way they're making him out Yeah, he turned be. out to be a little wormy dude in the end. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, oh, you better stay away from her. Dr. Klopek, you are not Henry Gibson. <laughs> That's a call head for our Burbs episode. But <laughs> the thing is, though, do you think she knew what his game was? Because it seems like she really wasn't poisoned. She got up with full strength. She did? So do you think then that... She had known about the poison and switched so. it out. I think she something happened there because I don't know if there's enough evidence. To I don't know if that. she maybe she had some kind of resistance to or just this moment of just adrenaline. I, it could have been adrenaline. She did just get some good dicking in the other day. No, she yeah. did, uh, and she she's married. Like they some. fucking got married within three days at least. Was it? Oh god. Uh, yeah, because and they came back from City Hall. We didn't see the wedding, of course. She's got some stamina. Expensive. But like is that what went through your minds as well when she got back up? They're like, oh shit, no, this I, is exactly what I was expecting. Well, I, I definitely exp- you, you knew yeah. something was going to happen with like some sort of twist. But yeah, I I, I was. By that point, I wasn't thinking, like, she was in on it. Like, it seemed like she was legitimately naive. Yeah. Mm. But I, I, I really she... wanted her to be playing him, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I wanted as well. So so now I'm wondering, is is this just a product of our, like, the time we're currently in with media? Like, is subversion so the thing now that... Yeah, because we were, I think we were all expecting it. But I, back then, this was still shocking because, like, this story hadn't been done. Before. But that's weird because, like, you, you'd expect Twilight Zone, which is yeah. even older than this. Yeah. yeah. To have but set it's up far more subversive, yeah. But. Yeah. Hmm. I just think that would have been a much more clever and gruesome ending at her, you know, getting him at his own game yeah. than this zombie-esque, like... Well, that said, like, because I was expecting that, I kind of appreciated that they didn't do it, and that this zombie thing, which, well, granted, came out of left cheese, field. Yes, for yeah. the sake of the cheese, I... Yeah. Um, it would have been neat if she... Like, you could have maybe bridged the gap where it's like she was the one communing with the dead and was, like, this weird necromancer. Like, if you're gonna go weird, why not go really weird? Mm-hmm. Um, and she feeds him to the zombie brides. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I, this, this totally, I mean, it works, but yeah. Okay. I'm glad that you guys had that same reaction uh-huh. to the expectation set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else was there? Well, she raped him. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That was cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> uh, well. Th- Would you say that? Yeah, I guess, you know what? In terms of t- today, yeah. It was certainly rape in the scene when it happened. Yeah. The scene after implied, like, he had been okay with it. Yeah, uh-huh. but... <laughs> he didn't formally give consent in terms of... Yeah, it's like... But he's he, like, don't expect that from me every night. Yeah. I would have been like... I don't know, man. He didn't really sell it for me. I, I feel like she was totally naive there. 
Yeah, I think, well, do you think you mean she was naive in the sense that she knew what she did? No, I think she was naive I mean, in I the think sense she knows that he, she wants he made it obvious, at least to the viewers, that he mm. was not feeling this sex thing with her. Right, right. Uh-huh. You know? It, he wasn't into it. He wasn't into it at all. Yeah. Not just by body language, but what he actually said to her. And she was still, like, infatuated and horny. And I'm like, lady. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that again kind of plays yeah. into the whole thing where she's playing him. Where it's like she becomes this... I mean, she rapes him, so she takes the upper hand. Yeah. So that's, again, maybe why I was so disappointing when she just died and had a, a momentary, I'm alive, I'm going to kill you again. Yeah. And she got her piece. She did. She sure did. <laughs> uh, well, this is also back in the, in the 90s when uh, a woman couldn't rape a man. That didn't exist. Yeah. Right? Mm, Much yeah. less an older woman. So, you I mean... You don't see that often. Yeah, yeah, I mean, older women having sex in general? That doesn't happen. Certainly not in the Hollywood, 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe that was the gruesome horror that held up the second act. <laughs> well, speaking of deaths, though, we have some other deaths, I feel. Yeah, so there's a lot of, like, the movie... I guess the reason you watch this show is for the cheesy uh, TV budget Violence deaths. And, yes. What was the best one? Oh, dude, the... What was his... Buddy's name, Morty? Morty. Oh my god. Versus the Shredder? What the is paper that? paper shredder that somehow shredded him? Yeah, this yeah. big Spits man that looks like Peter Griffin <laughs> is getting killed because his fucking tie gets stuck in a shredder. Well, it's not gonna... Because uh, Howard pushes the tie in. Because it's definitely a well, murder. Yeah. It's a murder. But then somehow his chin gets caught in there. He starts bleeding. Yeah. the... Because, okay, mess. how does, like, okay, can we talk about the mechanics <laughs> of a paper shredder? Have because, like, you, yeah, does it use a have a before? pulling action in no. there that is that strong that you can't no. just, like, you could yank a piece of paper out of it, right? Mm-hmm. You can yank so anything, like, yes. Yeah, as it's going, so, it's, I, you know. Well, that, not, that was another thing that was big in the 90s. Paper shredders were constantly violent. I know, uh... Weird, another weird Lottery connection. Uh, Henry Gibson, who is a, who cameos in Gremlins too, as I mentioned mm. before, one of the Gremlins gets killed by one of the people uh-huh. shoving it into a prepper shredder. I, I That's a little that. more believable because he's believed. shoving it in, and it's a cartoonier world. Uh huh. I mean, maybe like the, the fibers of the tie could get caught in the mechanics of the shredder. Like maybe I. Could, know, they could have used something else. Open. They could have used something else. There's it blenders. There's. You know, yeah. I mean, it was fun. Fans. It's fun. Um, of all the tie dots, <laughs> this could be a separate podcast. <laughs> I discussing 90, tie dots. Nineties tie dots. I, I think my least favorite is definitely. I mean, besides like the poisonings because they were just boring. Least favorite is going to be the uh, the sugar raid death, which oh god, I'm just still perplexed by that. Yeah, it was too dark. First of all, it didn't help that it was. Immensely pixelated. They had, and they stretched yeah. it out with like repeating it. Yeah, there, there was that weird, very '90s thing where it was like because we can't show the kill shot, we've already mm-hmm. spent our money. Uh, it was just like a repeated frame, a loop of him of the stabbing motion. Yes. Yeah, I was expecting to at least see his head roll onto the ground. Yeah, some. We don't even yeah. get that. Why do you think Sugar Ray agreed to do this? Like, it's a very bad part. Uh huh. I mean, well, I, you gotta get your start. I mean, I yeah, think he had an start. agent that said, you just need to start whatever it is. You need to go. Tom and Hanks remember, is this is this. season four, so this is this show's been around it's for true. a it's while. It's true, it's a big show. It was a uh-huh. big show, it was popular, and uh, I would say, if I was an actor, and this show's been, had been going on for a while... And oh, I would have done it for sure. I would have oh, yeah. done it for sure, too. And he wasn't even an actor, yeah, it's like, you know... So screw it. Uh, it's great first Murder part, me I think. Do you, do you <laughs> think they got the most out of their Sugar Ray? 
it it looked like they were gonna go in a more clever route with him because you know they mm-hmm. they had that yeah that visual of him yeah. like <clears throat> at the uh, at the graveyard you know and he picks up like the the black fabric and he's you know shovels a bit, a bit of dirt onto the he's, coffin. He's very ominous. So it's very yeah. ominous. You're like ooh like what is he gonna do? I mean it seems like throughout this episode there was a lot of like parts where it's just like oh we think this guy's gonna be a bigger deal than he is and it turns out like the butler I felt the same way yeah we think we're gonna get that payoff yeah when he shows up at the end we're like fuck yeah and then he just like dies in the (laughs) yeah it's Howard's almost too competent I kind of wish he was possessed (laughs) by the the dead brides or some demonic bullshit happening you know maybe something like that yeah or at least maybe just another moment to explain exactly how long has this been going on? Like, does he has he always talked to dead people? Yeah. Or yeah. are there he ends other up doing so well that it's it's almost just like, do you think like he is the like evil thing in the story? Yeah, yeah. Because like, well, we knew at that point it wasn't the old lady. Well, I mean, his like own consciousness maybe turns on him. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, like that could work. If it would even get to that. Uh, what do you guys think of the before we get to Tom and his death? <laughs> uh, <laughs> What do you think of the the performances in this movie? Like we already talked about Henry Gibson, like the, that character, uh, the butler Stanhope, mm-hmm. is kind of wormy and like he's yeah. threatening in the shots, but like when he actually comes to it, gets he's... to it. It's I mean, for what the part is, <laughs> it was fine. He was very um, he was very foreboding the whole entire time. It's just really that end, just like just the it was the end that it was the last tremors yeah. and everything. He weakened. Real quick. Yeah, I think I like. I, I agree. I think I like my Henry Gibson more threatening, more formidable, and yeah. he was good in the the scene in the previous scenes. And he just couldn't bring himself to shooting him. No. Did he? Were the bullets empty? Like, what, was it empty? The well, gun? the gun never went off, so it could have been. It could have been just, just a threat. It, you know, I just I I'm wish, not doing gun I wish he did something but... to wound him in some way. It didn't have to be mortally, but like some kind of mentally, some kind of way to wound him. It would have been nice to see a good fight. At least. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I guess they had to keep it super clean because they're already like on the the realm, the cusp of believability with how this whole scheme uh-huh. has worked out. But like, they needed to. Actually, no, that doesn't make any sense because he calls nine one one because his wife apparently fell down the stairs. Okay, there's another dead body in the house, yeah. and it's not like the movie stops there wow. with the climax because she gets buried before he goes back. Mm. Right? Oh no! Wait. No, he goes immediately there. The cops never show up, do they? I don't remember cops. I don't recall the cops at all. No, but I mean, you never see them. But like, the, he, she falls down the steps after he's called the cops, and then he finds a note and goes immediately to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. So he's just leaving a crime scene with two bodies. Oh. How does so that means the old dead zombie lady comes all the way to the graveyard? She seems that oblivious to. Oh wait, oh. But she's already the, rotted. Oh okay. This is, this is done, yeah. This well, is scientifically off. makes zero sense. The timeline is really off in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where I got, because you... Well, do you think, I mean, at the staircase, do you... I, I guess... When it, he's calling it, because he's calling it for the flight at the bottom of the staircase, could that, realistically, could that be another day? Was that before or after? That was what, are you, after. what are you talking about the, right now? When, when, he kills the, when he kills the woman. Yeah, down, she falls on the stairs. After he dies. Yes. She falls on the stairs, but then... We, we cut to him on the phone booking a flight oh. on the bottom of the stairs. And then so that could be another time. That's right, oh, and that's when he finds that. the note. Yeah, and then okay. he finds the note. So, okay, they, yeah, there's right, that's right. There is enough time in between where they're... Sorry, kind of, Tom, we didn't mean all these things. The, it gets muddy at the end, and that's that's the downside, sure. is, like, I feel like there's some good stuff in here for 
a low-budget Tales from the Crypt episode, but uh, it gets really unclear at the end. You know what? You know yeah. what I found more fun with that Henry Gibson character? If he was, if it wasn't even a gun, if it was like maybe like a fireplace choker or something like threatening that wasn't something very clue-like. Like, yeah, yeah. A candlestick. Like, he had to like wield it himself. Then I would have found that more threatening. But then also just I don't know. I would have bought it more than the gun. I don't know. Something yeah, about, and I mean the fact know. that he he clearly had to do something with that other body. Uh, yeah, would have been more fun. It's a little, it's a little messy, and you know. can see uh, it's some interesting visual flair for Tom Hanks, but uh, keeping the story coherent, keeping his character portrayals consistent yeah. with Henry Gibson, a little. I can imagine how challenging it must have been to even write this because they're trying to fit all of this into what twenty five minutes. Yeah, and there's probably at least twenty, probably twenty two of these a year back then. Yeah. So, I mean... You, it's a lot of story in just 25 minutes. And I'm sure they shot it within a week, so... Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's not three days. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's television, so that's, that's how it goes. Um, and especially when it's your first time up to bat directing, so... But I think it, it was good, because obviously he gets a lot better with uh, that thing you do. So he, it's not that he doesn't grow as a filmmaker. But you can see some visual potential, but yeah, keeping his, his characters consistent and his... His story portrayal, it's a little muddy. And a lot of that does but, fall to the scripts. But yeah, exactly. In television, the people who you know call the shots are really the screenwriters. Yeah. Whereas in film, it's the director. So I, I just wonder how much say did Tom Hanks really have with a lot of this? You know what, what I mean? You, what well, he's also t- Tom Hanks, so I wonder if that... <laughs> but was he, was he Tom Hanks... Tom Hanks then. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the Tom what Hanks What year now. was it? This is 92. 92. So this is after he's already been a pretty big star. Okay. Hasn't quite mm-hmm. won the Oscar yet. Okay. But this was after Big yeah, and, right. yeah, yeah. and Splash and all that good stuff. Okay, so he had a big name for himself. Okay. Um, I mean, that's how he got the job, I'm sure, because Robert oh, Zemeckis sure. is an executive producer on the mm-hmm. show. But yeah, as, a, as a directorial effort, how do you feel? <laughs> not bad. This was this his debut? This was his first time directing. Ah, no, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> George, you sound like a mom who's trying to be nice. Like if it's your kid. friend, you're like, it's great! I don't think it's like revolutionary, but I, th- I think it's a good effort. It's certainly, certainly serviceable, and with the that story, the convoluted story. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do what you can. You gotta work with the script, yeah. right? And I'm, I'm basing it off of, the, you know, the idea that he couldn't change the script. No, I think the one d- downside where he could have really added some flourish was more to the gruesome death scenes. I think they could have been more exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that... More conflict. It made it look easy. He made it look easy. Yeah, there could Every have been a lot more struggle. Too easy. True. It's very uh, instant each time. Yeah, and I, again, I'm he sure... Struggle, yeah. I'm sure there's a little bit of uh, problems with the budget, but yeah, you could have done something with no budget to make that more striking. Uh-huh. Uh... I mean, that requires, yeah, like, a lot of experience with, like, blocking and fight coordinating. Yeah, it just makes you wonder. Yeah, you can yeah. see, like, the, the dialogue is a little bit, it's a little bit more controlled. Mm-hmm. That, the stunt stuff, a little green around the edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Tom, uh, Tom's death? His tiny little part is the video. I, the I liked it because he kind of, that's what he does for, for a living. Is yeah. Produce these, like, tapes and, and all that and getting little old ladies, uh... Companions, and then he ends up dying a la, you know, yeah, TV. Straight through the screen. Yep. And kind Head of me- right in there. metatextural, too, in the sense that Tom Hanks gets killed by a television screen. <laughs> yeah. And this is really his first, well, not his first foray to TV. Obviously, he started in TV with Bosom Buddies. Yeah. But, um, but 
I don't know, you could read it. What could we read of that? He's like, TV would have killed him if he would have stayed on TV, so he had to jump to movies. Yeah. TV know. killed TV the film star. Killed. Oh, damn it. We're in the same. <laughs> I got there first. I was going to sing it, all right? But you know what? You saved me from... Yeah, from singing. From singing. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> no I one can, has to hear that. I think you guys were making fun of the makeup, and while it doesn't entirely make sense with maybe the time of, of the very end, the, the zombie brides, I yeah. thought a couple of them looked really good. Like, specifically the one... Uh, with the bridal gown still on. Yeah. Which made no logical sense, Oh, it was obviously. so good. Yeah, it's just like, like from, did he, did he from the wedding her, straight like, into right the... right after the wedding? Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they buried her in her wedding dress. Yeah. Who would do that? Well... But no, like the goopy eye coming out of that, that looked great. But you oh, know... That was, oh, I love that. I, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love that. I'm, I'm no, like, uh, forensics, uh, freaking, you know, doctor here or anything like that, but... I would assume once you have passed and have been there even a couple days, you no longer have blood. Isn't there a process? Oh, yeah, I mean, it makes no logical sense. I'm, I'm thinking that they should have looked uh, like, uh, what's his face from Hocus Pocus? Oh, uh, Billy? Billy. Because he, he looked dried up, you know? He still looked, you know, terrifying and uh -huh. scary in his own way, but he was dusty and, and it, it looked like he had been under there for a while. Like, uh, that's what I was... Or like Thriller. I, mean, I, I see what you're saying, but if you have eye goop in the budget, mm -hmm. that I, well, I think that animatronic goop. looked great. Yeah. Um, I just I, it was just such a cheat though because they clearly filmed this in pure darkness with like a couple of light. Yeah, the, I mean the makeup itself didn't look it. applied that well. It's very like pasted on. Yes. Yeah. And there was one in particular but. that came out there, and it looked like they just gave her gack. Remember Gak? Yeah, yeah. Green it was very slime, goopy. And he just threw it on her face like, hey, listen, we don't have time to do your makeup. Throw this on. Oh, God, we got to shoot this right now. And they so, had a couple, like, it looked like real-life maggots on a couple faces, though. There was um, one with the eyeball that popped out. That was funny. I think I think it was the eyeball popping one, the one that was in the bridal guy. Oh, the, she got all the good stuff. She got the good stuff, and yeah, everybody else was kind of like, eh. I think the one with the best makeup was the wife that he murdered at the very beginning. Matilda? Matilda. Yeah. Because you can see, like, her lip had decayed off, and you see, like, more of, like, the top of her teeth and the gums. Oh, yeah. That was done really... I think that was the best one. And the rest... It was just kind of, like, off. Like, some of the makeup, but like I said, the gag. Was like, but right. effective for the three seconds that they... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys think... Uh, what, what's their takeaway from this movie? What, from None But The Lonely Hearts? Which, what, what does the title even mean? None but the lonely hearts. I mean, lonely old ladies. Lonely old ladies. Uh, oh. None but... I, I, I like none but the old ladies. Is that what he's... He's only going for them? Oh, know. true. It could be that. But but you could say that everyone's lonely in this movie. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Especially Stanhope and mm -hmm. the Gravedigger. Uh, oh, uh, there, man. There's a lot more potential in this movie, which is not surprising. It's a TV episode of the Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there's any great takeaway from it. It's it's kind of just a gruesome, fun little romp. It is what it is. It's the, it's the trope of the... A guy know. gets what he deserves, oh, yeah. so to speak. It's like goosebumps for adults. Uh, I guess to end this, uh, what was the best pun from the Crypt Keeper? The Ooh, end. That last one, I have it. I it, have it too. I love a ghoul who gives you head and lets you keep it. <laughs> 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 I'm like, you perv. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our discussion on Tales from the Crypt, <laughs> None But the Lonely Hearts. I think that's all we can say about this weird, wonderful directorial debut for Tom Hanks. Uh, 
sort of a rocky effort, but uh, not without its charms, much like the man himself. Uh, he gets better with every directorial debut, at least until we talk about Larry Crown, which we'll get to someday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're excited for to see uh, how he evolves with that thing you do. Which we will be talking about next week. So, yeah, this has been great. Guys, yeah. thanks for being on the show. This thanks was a nice me. little nostalgia ride. If people want to learn more about you, Jenny and George, oh, gosh. <laughs> where can they find you? Well, I'm sure you want to follow me after hearing my brilliant commentary on this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Tom Hanks fans are big <laughs> into your guys' commentary. Well, uh, you can find me on the Aggressive Comics channel on YouTube. Uh, comics is spelled with an X, because, you know... An aggressive spell, the traditional The traditional route, <laughs> route which strangely people always misspell it. Is it because of the they two S's the or the extra, two G's? The two G's. So it's aggressive. <laughs> I guess. People. So yeah, that's how you can find me on YouTube, and then on Instagram, it's Janizzle, with two N's and two Z's. You, and, George? And you can find me in your dreams, but if you <laughs> want to look on social media... Well, I seem to find you in my nightmares, but... <laughs> <laughs> Some people call those dreams. And uh, you can find me on Instagram as Craplin, that starts with a K, uh, it's a lovely name. And then on Snapchat, I am Judge Captain. Those two words put together, and uh, we will have some fun on Snapchat. He's a notorious for Snapchat. He's crazy on Snapchat. He's, yeah. I have fun. So, yeah, check him out. If you want to follow me, I'm at Elvis Kunish on Twitter and Instagram and pretty much everything else. Follow the show on Twitter, at Tom Hanks Pod. Tell us, what was your favorite pun? Do you have a different episode of the Tales from the Crypt that doesn't have Tom Hanks that you think we should talk about? We won't. That's not what the show's about. But let us know. And uh, any email questions, uh, send it to TomHanksPod at gmail.com. If you like the show... Uh, help spread the word, give us a like, give us a rating, leave a review on iTunes, that's the best way for us to get more audience members, and we desperately need that here at Tom Hanks Giving. And until then, Hanks for listening. Tom Hanks is a friend you can turn to when cold winds blow. Cold winds blow. And then you'll know, now and forever. A friend in this world. You've got a friend in Tom Hanks.